Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Garden of Storytelling, episode number five. My name is Bopa. I'm Sully. And today we are going to be talking about dating today versus before technology. Prehistoric. Yeah, it feels like technology was so far away from what we had. And I just can't even imagine dating in that kind of time frame where technology is where you find your partners. <laughs> it's pretty wild now, right? It is. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy world out there. Like there's so many dating apps, but dating apps are they're tough. A lot, you know, some people are successful, but mm-hmm. yeah. pretty much only top ten percent. Like, you know, for men, if you get a dating app, you gotta be ready to start dating. And if you don't get matched, then you don't date anybody. So it's like another kick in the balls and you're like yeah. depressed. So wait a second. So these apps, though, do they all have to be a match? Uh, are they all similar? Are all the apps similar? Um, yeah, they're pretty much similar. Like you either like somebody and then they like you back, then you can talk. Mm. So if you don't uh, like each other by like yeah. a photo? Yeah, you buy a photo. So it's you know, still superficial. You know, like okay. they still like judge you on your pictures and like <laughs> what you say and if you're real or not. Because Is most, there a profile of like the things that you like maybe tweet or... Like, is there any uh, yeah, you of that? Yeah, you do build a profile. Okay. You know, like on Tinder, hands, you build a profile, put some pictures up, some witty stuff. Tinder's like some crazy stuff. I've seen some weird. You already know what I'm really? thinking. Some weird I, stuff. I'm thinking, I'm going to load my picture up in some AI software. Uh, we have that. <laughs> that that filter, we... the AI filter. <laughs> have you guys seen Sully's? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. Yeah, that, that was so a lie. Hey. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so you do, like, you know, when you look at the dating apps, these pictures like three, five, six years old. And you show up and, oh. <laughs> That's, That's like every real estate yeah. agent. I like the old school, but I don't like going to bars. I don't want to sit in a bar and you know right. spend a bunch of money. But then I, I watched, I read, I listened to this other podcast. The guy was talking about maybe my girl's at home, sitting on the couch like me, grinding. Yeah. That's why yeah. I'll never meet her at a bar. Yeah. yeah. How do you find that person? How do you find the person so, on the couch grinding? So why you don't know? you start another dating app that where it's me- called Grinders? Grinder. No, or- no, there's already one. So don't talk about that one. <laughs> don't talk about that one. See, you know, that just goes to show you how old I am. If you're on that one, good luck, be safe, and keep it going. But be safe out there. No, I've never heard yeah. of that. We're, we're not a, on dating apps. Grindr's a, a male oh, dating app. male searching male. Male searching male. Okay. okay. All right. Yep. So, like, there's right now, it's like, No, Tinder. you won't find me on that. There's That's Hinge. Just, Bumble yeah. is, like, gives the women the power, so I can like a girl. Okay. But she has the power to talk to me or not. Bumble will, like, accept you or not. So it's like when Sully grabbed my ass and I had to receive it. And so I went ahead and grabbed your butt back. Yeah, sort yeah. of. So, so, was, so that was without technology. Yeah, that wow. Was that, was, that was Bumble right there. <laughs> Let me Bumble that booty. Yeah, it's, it's like the thumbs up, but it's like squeeze. Either you get slapped or you get your butt grabbed again. Oh, my god! If you did that today, Sully, you're canceled. Yeah. You're, Is that crazy? You're right. Yeah, you do that today, you're cancel, right. bro. Really? Yeah. Yeah, even though she liked it, it's still like someone said, "Oh my god, I just seen this man grab this woman's butt, and she grabbed it back." Man, but that's you know, y'all got it rough these days. Then it's really rough. Like I never expected to be dating in my late thirties. You know, like yeah, yeah. I met my uh, co-partner. You know, my co-parent, she's awesome. I met her in two thousand five. Yeah, yeah. So it was a long time. Like you know, I can call her after nine o'clock. I can send like maybe three texts a day because I only had a hundred. Do you think the you know? expectation now for men and women are the same or higher standards? I mean, what do you think now going into the dating world? What are kind of standards or prerequisites that people are looking for these days, right? Like, 
I don't even know. Like, I, you know, like, I'm so new to the dating world, but, like, I talked to my brother about dating. He's been in the dating world for a while. A couple other friends. It's just yeah, so crazy. Like, there are, like, expectations. Like, guys are shy. Like, you know, like, if I don't make enough money, because in society, you see on Facebook, social yeah. media, like, a guy has to make 100 grand. You know, like, yeah. not very many of us are going to make 100 grand. No. Yeah. got to be six foot. Not very much for six foot. Especially yeah. where we live, right? Yeah. I mean, we live in Iowa. We live in Iowa. Middle of America. Uh, I mean, how many... But careers I, out there that uh, in yeah. this in, in i mean we're i was a pretty middle class type you know state right like yeah. there's not a lot of things that can generate income above a hundred thousand dollars here in iowa in my opinion i mean yeah. i don't know i might be wrong but i'm not it's not like every woman i'm like saying yeah. i'm not speaking about every woman out there it's just like majority of dating here nowadays and you know the technology and the apps is just tough yeah. yeah, meaning someone seeing the picture. If you don't like somebody, if you don't match, then you have to go out there. You have yeah. to put yourself out there and get uncomfortable. I, like this year, I went to a concert by myself. Weirdest thing ever. But Dude. was it fun? It was kind of. It was just odd because I didn't know anybody there. I didn't run into any friends I knew. So I was like, I'm just here at a concert by myself. Did you meet anybody? I didn't. I met, you know, uh, Jameson. You know, we, <laughs> we hung out for like four drinks. But oh, I like the concert. It's just my style of music. Some people don't like it. But yeah. it was a big, scary thing for me to step out there and listen to a concert by myself without, like, you know, have the pressure. You know, I've gone to dinner by myself. It's good to yeah, go to dinner. I yeah, love, I love dinner. You know? I love dinner. I love lunch. Catch me having lunch and dinner by myself all yeah. the time. And if me I could, too. I've always you know I mean? done that. Well, because I was forced to when I worked at the mall when I was younger. But, you know, we didn't have lunch at the same time as our other coworkers. So we couldn't just, like, go buddy up with a coworker. Yeah. So I would just learn to eat lunch by myself or eat dinner because I, you know, sometimes I work nights. Yeah. And um, I got used to it. At first it was weird, but then the more that I did it, it was like, this is normal. I, I wish I had yeah. more of that. And even now, like, I'll even go have lunch by myself. I, I like to be by myself. Oh, I do it often. Yeah. But my yeah. only thing is yeah. be, me being by myself. I, I don't know if it's my smile, but like, everybody's always trying yeah, to come talk bro, to me. You just you talk know, too much. You're, <laughs> Yeah, you're no, you have no. a vibe, and you're a woman. Yeah, you're a vibe. And yeah, exactly. When you're a woman, it, it, it's it is it, easier to, uh, for people to approach women yes. per se. Yeah, or, and then or women are more inviting too. Like if you're a woman like Bopa, she is inviting. Her smile's inviting. Yeah, the, yeah. Her persona, the way that she looks, is inviting. Um, you want to just talk <laughs> to I don't her. How do I invite myself? <laughs> you gotta have that resting bitch face. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't. I Pretty don't even have a resting bitch face. Oh, they call this the kill shot. <laughs> just do that they just walk away you know you do the kill shot like, oh my god you can't see yeah. it on camera but that's true that is true man what Chico was doing if, with... if the guy walks over <laughs> yeah the, oh <laughs> not going to talk see, to see what's so crazy about me is I see so much potential in people when I look at someone even the people that are panhandling um, or just on the streets I'm like gosh that person I bet you was such a gorgeous person and before all of whatever just happened I see that I've done that well, even when I was in high school I remember there's my friend her name is Savannah and I'm so good friends with her and she was emo and I was in class with her and I remember <laughs> well I mean we grew up in the 90s dude. Yeah. everybody was emo was some sort of emo like, yeah but she yeah. was really quiet and I just took notice in her like in class and I was like she is gorgeous and sure enough, when all that happened, you know, when she came out of her shell, she's this beautiful, gorgeous girl and inside and out, not just, you know, yeah. on the outside. So I always love seeing all the potential. And maybe because I was also into like makeup, I was a makeup artist. And so I would always like, gosh, if I got my hands on that person, I bet you I can clean them up. 
I bet you I can get them a filter for their face forever. (laughs) Forever filter. Yeah. So I don't know. For me, it's like going back to like how what I was looking for in a guy. It was superficial, and it was mine was never. not, never about their jobs or how much money you make. It was more like, does he have nice teeth? Does he have clean shoes? Like st- stupid yes. little kid stuff, I thought. Superficial you know? stuff. Yeah, superficial. Yeah. yeah. But I never, ever cared about what they did for a living. I didn't care how much money they made because I didn't have nothing to offer in well, that Well, I think area. that goes back to the way that you were brought up. Yeah. Plus, you, you know, your mom yeah. and dad gave you everything that you needed, so you really didn't need that yeah. in a guy. But. Yeah. But also, like, I didn't have any – if I'm going to expect that from someone – shouldn't I come to the table with that? You know? And I knew I was never there. I was not, I knew myself. Like I, I could, I didn't even know what was going on in my life. I didn't know who I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. I was, damn, was it making that kind of money? So why would I expect that for someone to do that for me? Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, it's again, it goes kind of goes back to society and what people think of what men should do and what women should do. And it's like, there's a partnership that, um, I think most people right now have, sometimes lofty expectations of men and women right yeah. it's like yeah. you know nowadays men may expect women to be make a certain amount of money as well or you know to look a certain type of way all the time women thinking that again men should make a certain amount of money and look a certain type of way do certain things that modern men should do like we we're just kind of discussing this in pre-context like you know does a man have to know how to wash his you know do the dishes, you know, do his own laundry, you know, cook, clean, and shovel the snow. You talking about yourself? Damn, I know, bro. Chill. But that's like, <laughs> like, but that's like the gender roles right? put out. But yeah. Men should be able to do everything, and women should be still be able to do everything. Yeah, and, you know? and I think that's so true. Like, I should, I actually talked about this the other day where I was like, I got to learn how to do some of these things that solely, solely just like, for instance, when it snows, he just gets up and just goes about, does it. He doesn't ask me for help. He doesn't ask the kids for help. He just does it. Cause again, that role of what you play. And then I remember thinking like, gosh, should I be helping him? Like, you know, because what Hell if, to the yes. <laughs> yes. But do we have enough shovel for me? Yes. We you can should always get another your shovel. ass up and be like, I need to go help my man shovel the snow. And then, and if I don't want you to help me, that should be like, you know what? Thanks for the help, honey. But hey, I yeah. appreciate that. Same thing. Yes. If I come home and I see you doing laundry or cooking, I should be like, hey, can I help you with that? Can I do something? Can I sweep the floor? Oh my gosh, like Can this I? morning? Yeah. Yeah. We should, but we don't happen. Right. No, Sully was happen. Sully was vacuuming, mopping. Oh my gosh. I went and hugged him and like I actually dried humped him. <laughs> he goes, What the hell's no. going on? <laughs> and I go, You're so sexy when you do that. <laughs> hey, it's there's something about men doing housework and you know, taking care of their kids, playing in the park. Women yeah, enjoy that. It's so crazy. I'm just watching it. I'm like, I haven't seen you pick up a vacuum in a minute besides at the Airbnb. <laughs> it's, you know, but these aren't, but that's not your, like, you don't do that. And so when I do see you do, I'm like, oh it, my gosh. It goes back to some of our roles that we play in the yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, so is that, a, is that an attractive trait? Like seeing a man clean and yeah. do that? Yeah, because I'm like, gosh, women? I've been wanting to vacuum that, but like. Why though? Why, why, why is that? Why is that an attractive thing? I don't know. I'm just trying to understand yeah. that. Like Let women, a lot of women think. do say they're attracted to men doing like cutting the grass. You know, like the yard chopping wood. That I'll stuff, t- no, because like I, I, I know what it is. Then <laughs> what is? It's because women want to see men do their job. Do their job. That's like not their per, job. Se, per se, this gender role. Per se, yeah, per se. Don't this, cancel us. Yes, <laughs> this per gender se. role that we're supposed to be playing, right? Women find that attractive because most men 
don't associate with themselves as that. So mm-hmm. it shows kind of like the softer side per se of what a man can be. Yeah. Um, and I guess men don't look at women doing men job. Well, gender role men jobs yeah. like shoveling the snow so if i go shovel the snow you're not gonna just come dry home my no <laughs> i'll be like damn this was gonna sit on the couch when she yes yes your mother yard like get that free tan <laughs> get it <laughs> just put your shirt on the front yard oh my gosh facts man that, that that's true and i think i think that's what it you're trying to say i haven't thought about it I mean, that's that's kind so just of just indoor you know stuff, like women's stuff, like guys doing women chores. Yeah, or a turn on for women. Yeah, does it yeah. like demean us? Like, oh, look at this little guy. Yeah, he's gonna be washing the dishes. <laughs> yeah, so mop the floor <laughs> on your hands and knees. <laughs> on your hands and knees. <laughs> that's Cinder- so sexy, Cinderella. You know? <laughs> Cinderella. Sexy okay. and mean at the same time. <laughs> For real though. But no, I mean, I, I understand. I mean, I, I get it to a certain extent because I think it's just, it, it, it kind of gives a woman a little bit of a sense of pride. He can, and he can do it. Yeah. Like he can, if I'm not yeah. here, he can do it. Yeah, he no. don't need no other woman. Yeah. When I'm gone, he don't need no other. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Shit, he can do you it himself. The- <laughs> That's the- exactly <laughs> what it is, huh? See, I knew it. The truth comes no, out. No, I would rather have you be happy, whatever that means. If it means being by yourself and doing everything on <laughs> your own. <laughs> dishes. It's okay. Yeah, no. That's okay. crazy. But yeah, I mean, when, when you talk about the way that dating is now compared to when we first started dating or even our parents or even previous generations, yeah. right? Yeah. Like courtship has always been kind of, it's a hard thing. I think it's always been awkward. I think it's just gotten more awkward now because there's, you have... You don't you see each other. It, it's way more awkward when you don't, you don't have to force yourself to be in person. Because I could talk to somebody for two weeks and not see them. But back in the day when I went down, I wanted to see them the next day. day. Yeah. I'd go that hang was... out with them. And I would get that face-to-face, that conversation. Get that time. Yeah. You know, like text, you like, was he joking? Was he sarcastic? I got to put sarcasm at the end of every yeah. joke. <laughs> you know, like you don't want to do that. Sarcasm, yeah. Chico. Just joking, sarcasm. <laughs> Funny voice, you know. Like, Dude, you would be having, every every sentence would be LOL. Yeah. LOL. And then are you really, do you, <laughs> Matthew. Do you really laugh out loud? <laughs> Like, yeah. don't really, I put <laughs> ha-ha sometimes. If I'm not really laughing, like, ha-ha. If I really laugh out loud, like, I put LOL. Oh, my gosh. Usually just ha-ha. Okay, so question on that then. So I know in our parents' generation and our siblings' generation, a lot of them was, like, prearranged marriages. Would yeah. you rather have a prearranged marriage or would you rather find your own partner? I would rather find my own partner. I've yeah. been kind of like, not a prearranged marriage, but... In high school, my dad hooked me up with my high school girlfriend my senior year. Really weird. Like, I was, you know, at home. My dad comes and was like, I got this girl's email and her phone number. You need to call her. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, yeah, her dad gave me her contact. Give her a call. I've never met her. Never seen her. Like, you know, why not? Right? You know, senior so you year, did. I called her up. And we dated. We dated for a while. It was like kind of nice to talk, never see each other, and get to know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a good part about dating back. I couldn't call until after nine because I had no minutes. She lived <laughs> far away. I know. So I got mean. like 30 minutes of talk, you know, like every night. <laughs> it was good. Then when we did meet each other, it was like a nice, you know, connection. And But we got to, you know, get to know each other. So have like super, superficial looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nowadays, dating's like, if I don't get swiped on, they'll never see me. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, if, it's I, if I swipe on them, they'll never see me again. So it's like the dating world is so tough because like, you got to say 100 guys are out there. If you're not the top, like I said, 10%, mm-hmm. you never looked at. Yeah. And then, then guys talk to girls on dating apps is 
not that realistic. You think it would be, yeah, because you know Facebook's good, you know Instagram, but the dating app for me personally has been you know not great. Yeah, but it's it's nice to see that and the opening of the dating world is, and you know it's a tough world out there. I'd rather just you know find a friend or meet somebody casually, but it's tough. Like I said, most of my friends and are married. Mm-hmm. We're not single friends, but yeah. happy being by myself and seeing this dating world because yeah. you know, being in your thirties, dating is so weird. Like I'm old school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Said, you guys, like you, how you guys met is a different dating than it is now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Expectations back then are different than they are now. Shit, I don't know what I'd tell you, dude. If 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 we weren't together, bro, I, I don't know what I would. Well, what I don't even know how to date. I already said I'd be a nun. Don't know. Yeah. How to date. I don't know how to date. It's like. Yeah. Do I message back? Do I not? Yeah. I mean, even like when you first reached out to me, I remember um, it was after the bars or after the clubs. Yeah, and it was late. It was late. It was like, you know, it was, so it was after 2 o'clock. He I mean, it messaged, was a booty call. Nothing good happens after 2 o'clock. <laughs> no, well, he messaged me. and I, But it know, wasn't a booty call, I guess. I mean, no, it, it, wasn't was more, because, it wasn't. I, like, Because like for me, like, of course, like all these rumors I heard about you, it made me like think, oh my gosh, what does he want? But like, I really want to get to know him. But like, but if I show up at that time, is, is he going to think I'm, you know, just a booty, uh, call. A booty call and right. I don't want to be that person. And so I remember, guess what time I decided to, I was talking to my nieces. Bro, I was fell asleep already. I was like, man. I went, I went, I went over there at five o'clock in the morning. And you think that's better than two? I guess so. I guess so. Like, <laughs> you guys. It's, like she, I, it's I, the morning time. I already fell asleep, yeah. bro. It's like night time. It's the morning. It was good. We're because, having breakfast. Well, because it took me three hours to debate. She, she like, call, hey, I, I called debated. her at two. She called me back at five. I was already sleeping. And you want to know something crazy? So like, Remember Kirby? I do. So he was trying to get with me before Sully tried. <laughs> Kirby's well, trying to get with every girl. Yeah. What did he Come not on. get on? Kirby on was on. hitting on everything that walked by. Right. So he would be the man was It's hey. a mannequin. Like someone's moving a mannequin. He'd be like, what's up, girl? <laughs> I'm like, she's just dressed that way. Like, <laughs> I, like you go to Little Mexico, you know, like East 15th and Grand, all those mannequins are different. Like those are not regular mannequins. <laughs> they some oh thick mannequins. Uh, rest in peace, my brother. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. always does. He reached out to me he, like almost every night. And I'm like, he's like, do you want to come over and watch a movie? I was like, no. I would always <laughs> say no to him every time. And then and as soon as I say no, he's like, oh, I'm tired. Okay, I'm going to get to bed. It's like, okay. You know, but then come to find out he was talking to other people. He would go to the next person. Oh, he did? Yeah. <laughs> now, now that I'm not I, shocked. Hey, you no. can't even say no. We no. Can't, no. We can't even say that because like, he's like, oh, come over and watch a movie. Yeah. That guy never watched a movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I ring the doorbell at Sully's place and... He lives there. He lived there at the time. Yeah, Kirby yeah. was my roommate at the time. So right? I rang the doorbell, and so and then he looked at me, and he goes, like, you know, because, like, I've said no to him all this time, and here I am coming to hang out with Sully, and it was just <laughs> kind of funny that it was, I didn't know they were all at the same place. <laughs> <laughs> Small world. Yeah. I lived in the basement. Yeah, Chica was staying there, too, for a while. Yeah. When I, yeah. oh, at, no, before I moved. before. Yeah, Chica moved out before, I think. Yeah. Right before we, yes, right yeah, so when I lived there with Kirby, I got to see how he ran an operation with his girls, you know. So I knew, so as soon as I an operation, that's yeah. real, it is, it's not yeah. just some, yeah, something, so, it's like a whole system. Why are you it calling is. my boy out? He yeah. ain't here to defend himself. <laughs> no, so like when I was talking <laughs> he, he, he about did a great operation, yeah. So when I was talking about how when I would be like, uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to go over, he'll be like, okay, well, I'm tired, you know. And now I get it, he goes on, that's how I saw him go on to the next person. <laughs> if someone is not available, he He's tired. He's going to the next person. Kirby was really good at numbers yeah. in yes. percentage, right? So like, let me ask 10 girls to go out on a date. I might get maybe one or two. Yeah. And I've never That's seen. That's just how he worked. Yeah, very I've consistent. Never, 
very very yes i never seen anything like that before and so for me again dating you everything changed my world changed my perspective changed i saw so many things i probably shouldn't have seen you know and so (laughs) it is uh it, it was really neat to be able to have access to you guys yeah, I would say that so again, kind of going back to that dating thing. We were in a in a stage where we were able to go out and meet people. We had, you know, we had a lot new lot different people and friends and you know, we were able to meet different yeah, groups, groups, you know. And then as you did that, then you'd be introduced to different friends and whatnot. But I think that we uh, kind of going back to Chico's deal is like we live in such a small city, I feel. I mean, we're under a million people still and um it's just that we we're kind of original here, right? So yeah. you know everybody. So mm-hmm. when you know everybody, um, you know, it is kind of hard to get outside of that circle, right? And you're yeah. trying to branch off and, and be, and then again, when you get into this age in your thir- you know, your late 30s where you already have a certain, you may have some children and whatnot. Now, you, I think you should be looking at dating as a different way of not like, hey, looking for someone like just to have for love and create a family. Now you're looking for a relationship that's going to in betterment each other. I, I guess this is, I, I, this is how I would date if I wasn't with yeah. Bopa, right? Like I wouldn't be looking for someone... Uh, um, uh, romantic. another romantic partner where i'd be like hey let's have a bunch of kids and you know have this super great fan you know like, that's not what i'd be looking for mm-hmm. i'd be like hey you know i'm looking for somebody who can support me in ways what i'm looking to do with my life and i'm here to help and support you what you're looking. it's kind of like what we're we doing do right now. now yeah 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 like literally yeah. we're past the stage of having children yeah and past the stage of you know this kind of like oh courtship of oh let's go out to dinner all the time and watch a movie drink you know all this Spend wine money yeah yeah it's not, no, no not that now we're in this build stage build. it's like hey let me support you in a way that's gonna enrich you as a person and and then in turn uh, you know i feel good about it and same thing so i think that's what you should be looking for in when you talk about dating now right yeah. looking for that somebody is. who's going you know? to enrich you as a person and you enrich them because it goes back you're it, it's not about money and it's not about mm-hmm. status no. and it's not, it's what makes where I think when you get to this certain age now, you're already looking for, everybody's chasing happiness, right? And what purpose. is the definition of, yep. yeah, of happiness and purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think we're past the superficial stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, dude, yeah. I don't care, man. Like, listen, if you want to be down with me and you can, I mean, again, I always talk about relationships in general, not just, you know, partnership and, and a husband and wife or husband and husband and wife and wife. I'm, I'm talking about a relationship in general. How do you enrich each other? And what do you bring to the table? When I come, when I come to my relationship with Bopa, I'm not thinking, what can this girl do for me? I'm thinking, what can I do for her, right? Yeah. Like, what can I do for my wife to enrich her? Yeah. Because if I can do that, if I bring the best of me to the table, then at the end of the day, it's going to make her a better person. And, and she's going to in turn do the same thing back to me. So I think going back to the dating scene, maybe that's something you update in your profile. It's like, man, I'm looking for a woman to yeah. enrich me. I'm looking to for a woman that I can enrich yeah. and not just talking about money. We're not yeah. talking about monetary. We're talking about... But what you're saying here is on yeah. every woman's profile. Yeah. <laughs> you just said every woman's profile. Yeah. I want a man to support me. No. I want a man yeah. to do this and that. And like, of course, every man will support their, yeah. their partner. You know, like I was married. Yeah. We have a family. Yes. We love each other. We're great. We're good co-parents, you know, but... Then, like, you guys found in each other. Like, you guys had all that, and then you found your partners. Like, yeah. you and her were partners in that way. That's what I want. As a guy dating at 38, I'm not looking for a romantic, right. you yeah. know, like, 
I am looking for a romance, but I'm not looking for like I need to start a family and be lovey dove. I just want to feel good. I want to yeah. be supported. Yeah. I want to support yeah. somebody. Yeah. And uh, I want my own house. So if you have a house, you got to keep your own house. Ain't moving in with me. <laughs> you know, I like my independence too. Yeah. And then you, you know? yeah, and, when, and when you, and you, and in my opinion, you deserve that because you've earned that. You've you've done that for yourself to be able to get to where you're at. In yeah. that, you should have the right to say, hey, you know what, like. Uh, this is what I'm I'm bringing to the table already that I, I want to do this. I don't mind having a relationship. If you have your own, I yeah. have my own. That's okay too, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I want to have the, you know, that's how it goes. Like that's kind of like the dating scene that I'm looking at now is I don't want a girlfriend. I'm not looking to get married again. I'm just looking for support, a partner. Partner. That's yeah. gonna be, I don't need a mother to my children. You know, because you have that. I have that. I need someone that's going to support me and I can support them. And, you know, someone when I'm at a a party, you come finish the joke or you go along with my joke. I need somebody that. I need somebody to, you know, be a partner, finish my sentence kind of, but like have fun. Like who doesn't love going to the bar or restaurant? Yeah. I love looking at people. Yeah. And I sit at the bar, I'm like, that's their first date. They have the same drink. Oh my gosh. Or maybe maybe they've been dating for a while or, you know, like that. And then they get to, like, you know, my head, like, I wonder how crazy they are in bed. Yeah. 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 Pasta. Come on now. (laughs) What's so crazy is that, so today, earlier, I went to a funeral and it was a member of our Cambodian community. And I got. I got thrown in to be a speaker that I didn't know I was going to be speaking on, right? You should but have it, known community leaders. Yeah, community but leader. I, w- I thought that somebody would reach out to me and say, hey, yeah. we would like for you to speak. Would you mind doing that um, so that I can have my stuff prepared? Well, I didn't have my stuff prepared. Um, but as I was sitting there during the service, I had a lot of reflection that I was doing um, because it was somebody that I grew up with. And I just thought about the um, like my sleepover with them. And then it just made me think of, I remember all the feelings that I had. Like I was like, gosh, their parents are so like cool. Like they are, their parents let them have sleepovers. My parents would never let me have sleepovers. Mm-hmm. So as I was going through that and then listening to the story of Pastor Steve talking about Sarip's, um, um, his legacy and his yeah. life story, it made me realize like, wow, I didn't know that about him, you know? And I really think that it's important for us to, to talk about our stories. Right. And I went up there and I ended up just giving the speech that just got me into a lot of tears. I watched the audience cry. It was insane, but it felt good to put it out there that I think a lot of us suffer from like not being able to talk about things that we've gone through because of whatever fear that we may have from it. But um, then I afterwards, after the ceremony, I ran into these two ladies at the funeral that has been a huge part of the Cambodian community. And they were giving me suggestions and I was taking them, but I also had asked if they wanted to be on the advisory board or also just a volunteer. And they both are willing to. And it was crazy because both of them mentioned how when they were a part of it, their husbands didn't like the amount of time that it took away from their own families. Yeah. Um, and what's crazy before I took on this role as president of the Angkor Wat Association, I asked you, I said, Hey, I want to do this, but I'm also going to need your support, your guidance, your patience, because it is going to take a lot of my time, but I also value your opinions, value your knowledge, your wisdom. And I want you to come along on this ride with me because I know I can't do it alone. And Mm. 
I did, at that time, I didn't know who was all going to join the board. And since then, we have this full board of amazing, diverse, talented people. But at the end of the day, I still need that support from my husband, right? He's my life partner that I rely so much on. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing that I do for you. Like right now, you are also going through your own growth and changes. And I am here to help guide you in that. And I think back to what Sully said about when you're looking for a partner at our age now, it's not about the superficial stuff. It's about can you support my purpose in life? Like my purpose in life now in my 40s is to give back, to give back to my community. That means that I'm going to be doing a lot of free work where I don't get paid. Who's going to support me still, right? And I think that's where you come in. And I'm very, very grateful that I found that person because like the other ladies had mentioned is that their husbands didn't like the amount of time that they were away from it. But yeah. I look back to the reason why they were taking a lot of time is because we have not had a, a lot of volunteers in the community. So they were doing a lot of the work. Yeah. Now we have a really a good selection of people that to help out. So it's not just one person. And I hope that we can be able to include them and allow them to still have that time with their families. That's all we yeah. want to do. Well, so. I, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, when you talk about supporting people's goals, that's a, it's a very lofty thing to, to be doing, right? To be supporting somebody to achieve something. And um, when you get to this day and age, just kind of like we were talking, um, she has a goal to give back to her community and do these things and without having another partner to per se work and come up with different things to pay the bills well if that's her goal to do that and it's not let's say not monetarily feeding our family then it does require somebody like me to step up a little bit more but that's actually one of my goals right my, one of my goals is to make sure that I take care of the family and also I, I enjoy working. There's nothing wrong with me. I, I love work. Bring on the work. You know? most, most of the goals of most men, anyway, most of the goals yeah. of most men is when you get a raise, what's yeah. the first thing to think about? Oh, man, I can't wait to have a family. I can take care of a family. I can yes. have children because I'm making enough money. Mm -hmm. That's a guy's natural instinct. Like, oh, yes. I make enough money, now we can have a family. Yep. I can buy us a home. Yep. But like you're just talking about partnership, but the toughest part is about dating is yeah. how do I get to that, right? If I'm not yeah. superficial, you look at me like, damn, he's not good looking enough. He's too fat. You're not going to know I can be a supporting partner. I can be a guy that's going to support you through because the superficial thing that happens yeah. now is social media. You can be the, like I said, I'm not a nice guy. Hey, I'm, just, a, I'm a good guy. You just got to communicate it. Yeah, but yeah. it's like if they don't yeah. get a chance to look at you, like you're too damn ugly hey, to talk to me. Communicate, forget the communicate ugly, then maybe you should just put on your profile. I'm not a 10, but I'm a 5. But, you know, but no, I'm just saying, like, they don't read I'm that. I'm not saying my nephew's a 5, bro. <laughs> sorry. They don't read that. They don't read the. I'm like, just going off of a 10 <laughs> and you're a 5. They're just like, right. it's like, oh, does he look good in the pictures? Maybe he likes his, my, you know, I like the answer that he put for this. So, yeah. but it usually don't like you get on like I'm, I've had a few matches, but it's like conversations go nowhere. I think you have to disappear. sell yourself, honestly. Yeah, I, then I, it's just that, it goes yep. it goes to. But sell how do you yourself. get to you? How so, do you get in front of the board? How do you sell this. yourself? 
So right now, social media is huge, right? I, I believe in social media. I have always believed in social media. And I think the reason why I had success in social media is because I've been consistent even when no one's watching, right? So yes. basically what I use social media for, it's not for, it, it's not for the bad things that people talk about social media. I've built character all these years that I've been on social media. So, and I do this even for my children. Like mm-hmm. I am building their character whenever they allow me to put their like information up on there. Right. And there's times where they're like, you know, I didn't want that up there. And then I was like, Oh shit. You know, I do need to start asking them because they are at that age where they're like, okay, I don't want to be, I don't want that to be seen. I don't want that to be even talked about, you know? So I think even for you, like use social media as not dating sites. I'm talking about social media, use it as a platform where you're building your character, show what you're great at, like this podcast stuff take that information that you're talking about and put those clips in so that way someone's like, man, I didn't know that about Chico. Cause there's, I've got, I've yeah. gotten so many messages about uh, how we've been open about, about our relationship mm-hmm. and about our struggles. And everyone's like, Oh shoot. I didn't know you guys are going through the same thing that we're going through or went through. And we're just like anybody else, but they just see this, like co- this couple that, Maybe have it together. We don't have it together. We are, you know, but according to social media, that's all they see because we're not putting everything out there. And with this podcast, we have been putting a lot of information, the ugly stuff, right? But at the same time, I'm past that point of being shameful of what I've gone through. It's me. It's like, I want people to know that this is normal. And I want people to know when they're going through it, that there's, there's hope and there's light at the end of the tunnel because we came out of it and we still are going through. I mean, everybody's going to have disagreements, bro. It just, it truly is something that people just can't get over the fact. Listen, you're going to have disagreements. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to agree with you. Yeah. I'm not going to agree with you. You're not going to agree with me. That's what makes us human. That was just the best. We have choice. But (laughs) yeah, but I I think using social media to build your character, your true character, right? And because social, because the thing is, if you make your thing. still, true character. Like, you know, I'm on social media a lot. I don't post a lot, but like. Yeah, it's all people posting positives. You know, I want to see the negatives. I want to see the dirt. Yeah. I want to see the grit. But there's not a lot of that. Then you yeah. be the one that do it. You'll be respected. <laughs> you don't want my dirt. You don't want my grit. <laughs> well, I not, told you, I'm not, not a nice guy. I'm a, yeah. I'm, I'm a good guy, right? Yeah. Like nice guys are like those egotistical. Like, oh, I'm a nice man. I'm going to take care of you and do this. I'm a yeah. good guy. I have flaws. I have yeah. red flags. But talk I fuck about, up. Talk about your flaws because this can be like therapy. Like I was talking about at the funeral when I went up there to speak. What I was saying is that. I think it's important for people to share their stories. And I have a project that I'm working on with one of our videographer and photographer where um, we are going to be interviewing or taking photographs of older um, elders in our community. And we're going to ask them questions. If they don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But we still want to share their face, right, to the world. Um, But what I said at the funeral was that I encourage the young generation to ask questions. To, and then I want the older generation to be open to talking about what they've gone through because it's a healing therapy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be hurtful to go through all that trauma because, you know, obviously a lot of the Cambodians, they survived the genocide, but then they come here to America and it's like, okay, you haven't gone through the whole healing process because in our culture, we don't talk about those things right and so who has to carry on the trauma the kids do right and we don't understand where our parents come from if they don't tell us about it and so when they're talking about um my friend's dad that passed away talked about his hardships it really just like 
it shook me to my core because I was like, now he's gone. What if there's more people that have not told their story and they're going to be gone? That's history that's that's gone. Yeah. So for me, it's like it's mm. important to have our history recorded, you know, because we don't have it in textbooks. We have it right here in front of us and none of us are either, I mean, not none, I would say some of us are afraid to ask because we don't know what kind of reaction we're going to get from the elders. But I do believe that I think we should build courage to to speak on it and just to ask because you never know. Like when I was up there talking, I looked around and I just couldn't imagine, I could not, the, the tears in a lot of people's eyes, I'm just a 40-year-old girl that just took up this position that had no idea what my roles were and then to see this room full of people just crying it really moved me because i know like this podcast i mean if you should see the the messages i get it is it is like why i do this because a lot of us weren't taught to speak up whether it's whatever we are going through we're taught to just suffer in silence and like pastor steve today said he was giving four ways to um get through grief and he mentioned um don't suffer in silence and i think a lot of us do suffer in silence whether it's death whether it's marriage whether it's divorce you know and that's, I think, again, this is the reason why I wanted to do this podcast. And I, every episode, I think it gives me every reason, like, this is why I'm doing it. This is why I know that we're in the right spot. And sorry, right. I'm crying, but it's, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, man, yeah. that's heavy. Yeah, a lot, of people, really heavy. <laughs> a lot of people suffer in silence, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I admit it, I have, you know, I've, yeah. in my divorce, I've had some, some sad times. Yeah. And I've been by myself because I needed it. Mm -hmm. But then I've been myself because I was scared. Mm -hmm. But then when you ask for help, it feels a lot better. Like asking to talk to somebody, you know, different, you know, and yes. getting it off your chest. And yeah, I do feel alone sometimes. I feel not lonely, but alone. It's it's a big difference between being, you know, I like being alone. I don't like being lonely. Yeah. You know, but I was one, you know, sometimes it just happens to everybody. Everybody has their depression, their sadness is what are you going to do about it? Yeah. And you got to have people to reach out to. You know? Yes. I had a problem. I felt really bad, you know, last week. Mm -hmm. I called my uncle Sullivan. You know, he's my guy. You know, I can call no matter what. And he talked me through it sensibly. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I did because I needed that. Yes. But sometimes I'm going to be the guy that doesn't do it. And I should have. I'm glad I did last week and talked to Sullivan. And, you know, that information he gave me made me feel a lot better. I felt the, like, a stress relief and like you talked me through it. Yeah. So that's like the the things like we don't say things. Our society, Asian community, like I said, they stop Asian hate. Yeah. Uh, we don't say things. It's like put your head down, go to work, do your thing. Yeah. yeah don't be the problem. Don't if you say something, you're gonna be a problem right away. And like yeah. we want to avoid problems. We want to be under the radar. But we gotta stop doing that. Everybody yes. has to stop doing that. I agree a hundred percent. And like again, if if you guys can see all the messages I get, it a lot of it it comes down to communication or expressing their feelings and thoughts. Um, I know that Soli and I struggle through that. And the reason why I want to be more open about it is because I believe that the more that we reach out for help, talk, open, have the open dialogue, it'll only help us grow. And that will help us teach the younger generation so our children aren't going to have to carry our own trauma that we have. You know, we all have it. It's just a matter of like being real with yourself and um, having self-awareness. I think that's definitely a true fact, right? Like we all, a lot of us have suffered in silence, especially, you know, when you think about trauma in yourself as a person, 
that's why you don't hear me talking about I, I think I've learned also me personally how I've dealt with trauma is just never talk about it it anything that hurts me that brings back feelings of hurt is already gone like it's I've cut it off and it's gone you know like that's just how I've been able to process and deal with my own trauma so when we do discuss things that take me back to times where it was tough or times where that I've had difficulties with my life. Um, I don't remember it because I'm not trying to remember it. Right. Yeah. Like I literally am like, what are we going to discuss about? Like it's our, all these things that have caused problems with my life or things that, you know, have where I felt a lot of hurt. You know, for example, my mom dying, yeah. my mom died at such a young age. I was, I think 20, 21 years old. I remember crying the day I still remember. It was like October 21st. I found out that she was going to die. She had cancer. I cried all the way home, driving in my car. Remember, it was like driving down 235. It was like jam-packed with cars, and I'm sitting here sobbing in my Honda Civic. And all I can do is think about, dude, the world is just continuing to move right now, and I'm here just crying. My mom is going to die, you know, like... And this is just what life is. And I just remember that very moment. It, it was just crazy because I still had some time to prepare for her death, even though I didn't know when she was going to die. Um, so when it happened, it hurt very bad. And it took me a long time, which I didn't know that I was probably grieving at the time, you know, because I was, dude, those were our party days. I mean, I was still going out every weekend getting plastered, you know, like every weekend. It, Thursday no. through Sunday. Thursday right? through Sunday. Like that was the only thing to keep my mind right was the to expressions. drown. Yeah. <laughs> Every right. color. Every color. Every color. And drown myself in express clothes <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of booze. Like that's just what life was. You know what Black I mean? slacks. Yeah. Black slacks, express shirt, and a grip of gel. <laughs> Maybe blonde tips if you're feeling crazy. True. True. But yeah, those are like the part, like grief is like, the, Every, but you got to get it out like you know like mm-hmm. like you talk about you always shut it off when grandma passed away yeah you know like i just like last week i cried it's it's yeah. really weird i was this i was painting the house i listened to slow jams mm-hmm. yeah. and when can i see you comes on yeah by Babyface. Uh-huh. yeah so sharky my cousin sang that for my grandma yeah for a school talent show after she passed yeah uh-huh. so all i pictured in my head was him singing crying on stage when can I see you again my yeah. baby face and like it triggered for me I was sitting on the couch Rito's in like the kitchen I'm just bawling oh, yeah. did Rito see you? he seen me he left because he didn't want to cry either <laughs> but he knew he knew I was crying he's like I just gotta leave but, but did like, he know why? no he didn't tell afterwards but I texted we have a group text with my cousins and my brothers yeah, so I was yeah. like I'm just crying right now I don't know what it is like but, but it wasn't so sad good. crying it was happy like it's so yeah. good I gotta hear that song and I brought that memory of my grandma and when that happened, then I thought about my other grandma passed away, my great grandma, and then yeah. my M9, my other grandma. Like, yeah. it was good cry. Like, yeah. I felt really good. It was just like, I need, I don't know why I needed it. It's just that song triggered. So I, I was yeah. painting. I stepped off the, the ladder and like laid on the couch and was just like, yeah. let it out. Isn't yeah. that crazy? But it was how... such a good grief feeling. Like I said, like, you need to let it out. Yeah. You know? like, I would just... have to say that I haven't cried. You, you um, haven't done that? Well, I, I did when's that. the last time I cried? I don't know, but I came home and on Friday. Uh-huh. So Friday, we um, it was our daughter Penelope. It was her 15th birthday. Yeah. And Valentina had showcase. And she was, um, it was at her uh, teacher's high school showcase. Yeah. And so we were just sitting there watching the dance and this beautiful song they performed, uh, Love in the Dark by Adele was performed. And as mm-hmm. I'm recording it, because I wanted to record the whole dance, mm-hmm. 
I finally heard the words and they were the words to what I felt 15 years ago, but I didn't know I was feeling that way yeah. where it basically talks about, I can't love you in the dark because I was going through a dark time of losing Penelope. Yeah. And I, I, I wanted you to come through in the darkness with me, but you, you weren't there because obviously like, you know, she was only 17 weeks. Yeah. We discussed this. I yeah, mean, and she, I'm not the one that had the loss on a physical level. Like Bobo yeah. was, you it know, wasn't, it wasn't like, close enough attachment for you. Yeah, like it wasn't for her. It was, it was so. It was, she was, with you. was physically, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, attached mm-hmm. to her. So it's like, and me, that was, I'm the first time father. I mean, you got to understand, I didn't understand like what was going on neither. It's like literally we had, you know, given birth to a stillborn and I didn't know what, I didn't understand like, yo, yeah. you know, this is a baby, you know, like this baby yeah. was just born too early and she was born you know, a stillborn. So I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend that. It was like not something I was even thinking. I just was like, damn, we just lost a baby, you know, but it, I couldn't feel that, that, um, she felt hurt what she felt. I I could, there's no way it's impossible for me Mm -hmm. as much as I want. And when people tell me that all the time, like, Oh, I know how you feel to a certain extent. Yes. I get it. Like, so in me, I'm not, I'm not a liar. You guys know that I'm not going to tell somebody like what I've, I'm not going to just try to act like I feel this sympathy. So it wasn't something where I was like, Oh, let me empathize. And, Oh, you know, no, I was processing my own grief as well. You know, like not only like loss. I mean, I, again, this was what, 2006, 2008. And I used to get mad at you because you don't remember her birthday. (laughs) Yeah. No, because, this, because again, this was kind of yeah. like when I dealt with death in general, dealing with death, dealing with my mom, dude, I forgot about, like, I didn't want to talk, no, did anybody want to talk about my mom? I don't want to talk about her. What was there to talk about? My mom died. I hurt. It sucked. It, dude, what's there to talk about? Like, why do we want to talk about being hurt? I don't need to talk about that. See, right? and then for me was when I was asking lots of questions yeah. about your mom because I never got to meet her. Yeah. So I wanted to know more about her. And mm-hmm. so I thought you had all the answers, but it did always seem like you didn't want to talk about it. You know? Yeah, I didn't want to talk about it. But, it's then, just, it but then I just thought, well, maybe you weren't close to your mom. So you didn't know all the information. Yeah. And you, there's a lot of childhood parts where I would ask you questions. You just don't recall. And then I'll find photos. I'm like, you had a birthday. Stop not giving your dad a credit, not giving you a birthday. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I didn't give me a birthday they forget yeah like my parents forgot my birthday before yeah (laughs) like next day happy birthday yesterday like thanks yeah i'm waiting all day for this and then it's so crazy i know you're busy and it's crazy as a as our modern day parents gosh we're like okay put the balloons up for them get the cake for them like it's like the first thing we think of you know yeah it was way different back way different and we did we did group birthdays a lot yeah a lot of group birthdays a lot of group birthdays that reminds me like when i was in kindergarten we never i mean i I don't think we really celebrate my birthday either, but I remember being in kindergarten. I heard on the intercom, Bopa, Bopa mom's birthday. And I was like, wait a second, that's me. It's my birthday. <laughs> so I went back home and I told my dad, I was like, it's my birthday and I need to bring treats because I saw other kids bring treats on their birthday. So I came back to school with a cake, a belated cake. Man, then mom was good, dude. Like we didn't get it. I'm telling you, we just didn't get those things. I don't remember. Do you remember, you know, what birthdays? Like, yeah, we yeah. have a couple. Of, I remember birthdays like you know being at my dad's like the champagne cake, eating that thing. I oh yeah, drunk. I do remember champagne cake. Oh man, like your dad always bought. I always champagne had champagne. Cake. Like because yeah. Sharky, Richard, Arnold all had birthdays. All had birthdays together. together. Uh, that, yeah. that I would. Those three were always together. Yeah. I was in July. We need yeah. to start yeah. doing that with our kids. Like stop. It saves a lot stuff. more money. Like, yes. Them all together. Let's do it. One I'm gonna. Batch. I'm gonna do a calendar. I'm gonna see whose birthdays, and we're just gonna do it that way. Our family's big enough. Dude, family's so big. It's like, we have dude, a birthday, got a birthday every, every, week. every week. Every week. Every, there's something going on every single weekend. I like, know. 
I'm yeah. like, oh, they're like, I'm, you know, starting dating. They're like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? I got yeah. this. Like, damn, you do a lot of stuff. Like, I have a huge <laughs> family. There's always something to do. I know. And, and you know what's it's so It's hard crazy. to explain that, too. Think yes. about in the dating scene, like trying to date somebody. Like, dude, I have such a big family. Like, and I'm super close. Like, yeah. like yeah. all my friends are my family. And my yep. cousins, like, we're so close. It's like, you come into the dynamic. It's a little scary. It's, it is overwhelming. Yeah. I actually went to uh, dance and We're practice. all boys. Yeah, that yeah. makes a difference, too. I went to dance practice last night, or not last night, but yesterday morning, and one of the dance moms, her and her husband, she was telling me how they both come from smaller families, and she was like, I was just telling my husband how I rode with you guys in Florida to get dropped off, you know? Soli was on a call for business, the kids were all like being loud, <laughs> and it was late, We've been, we spent a lot of hours, she goes we wonder how you guys do that. And then yeah. I go, and I said, it's because we come from both big families, you know? Yeah. So like, it's nothing new for Sully. It's nothing new for me. And so we being together, it's like when I go to his family stuff, nothing phases me and vice versa. And nothing. we know in this family dynamic, right? If you're looking for attention, you're in the wrong family because <laughs> you are not getting it. Yeah, there's too many people to give attention to. Yeah. Like grandma right? said, I love you for the first time last year. Yeah. That's so, wow. so amazing yeah. though. The, the attention thing is we're not, I'm not looking for attention. No. Not at all. I don't want attention from my wife. I'm not looking for a bunch of attention from my children. It's like, hey, when we do get the attention though, and when we do give the attention, it's very purposeful and it's meaningful. Like literally, I'm we not going to compete. Say, all you do is compete with each other. The become Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> we all get together. Who's going to hold their arms out the longest? Oh my gosh. How many push-ups are you going to do? Or who's the best looking one? Like I always hear that. <laughs> always. Always. But that's family dynamic. It was yeah. like, <laughs> Who could just, do the most push? We just battle each other. I won last time, 100 bucks. Uncle Dan paid me. Oh, yeah. It's because I wasn't there. No, because I went last. I beat everybody by one one push up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Fucking cheater. $100. Yeah. I'm the oldest. That's funny. <laughs> that is wild. But that's like our family is so crazy, like dynamic. Yeah. And, you know, it takes a long, you know, a lot of people don't are really family oriented. Some people aren't. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're not used to it. Like, like, how do you function? You got four kids. Yeah. That's a crazy, like, dynamic. Four kids, different sports. You guys are driving everywhere. We're never together. together. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. and Divide those, and conquer. You really, we really do. And that's what makes it work, you know? And I think, like, what's so crazy is I feel if I wasn't with Soli, I, I do think about that. I'm like, what if I dated somebody that didn't have a big family? Would my family be too much? Hell to the yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have a big family, and your family's much, bro. Like you're and we're all females. Yeah, all females. There's so much dude, estrogen in that party, in that side of the family. Dude would be running, bro. Yeah, like you're lucky you got some because we're a bunch of strong men. Like we, it's still well, intimidating. We see other ones like, God damn, there's so many of them. I know. Well, Sully is so funny. He does this thing now with all these. So we have lots of nieces, right? They're all either dating or something. Every time one comes camping with a family, Sully does this test. Tell them what you do. I'm the gatekeeper for the in-laws. <laughs> like, if you an in-law gate, uh, like coming on board, dude, you better be ready for taking out the garbage, dog. Like, yeah. that's just you have to learn how to get initiated because you're gonna have to put up a lot. This family, this family of women, demand a lot. Probably demand a lot, no, we don't. bro. I, I don't know. We, I just see. No, we don't demand uh, a lot. It's just like as soon as we're like together. All the men's like, what can I help you with? Oh, great. If you're going to offer, let me go ahead and tell nah, you what you they, can do. They don't have to. They, their demeanor already puts it out there. Yeah. Like, you better already know, boy. Like, you better get to yeah. you better get to the business right now. And when you guys come together, it's like superpowers. Like, this, I got <laughs> yeah. backup now. Yes. I got backup. You guys all better do something. Yes, for real, for oh real. Oh, my gosh. What's so funny is that um, 
hey guys, this family want to do a family reunion with my family. And I was like, this summer? So it's going to be in July. It's going to be in our backyard. Um, we don't have the exact dates, but my family's coming down from Seattle, so we're waiting on that date. Um, and then we're going to be having a Bacom and a mom reunion. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's going to be huge. Yeah, make sure you get some dye in that pool. <laughs> ain't me peeing in the pool. <laughs> Not me. He's probably those people from Seattle. <laughs> yeah, they've never been in a pool before. They're like in, a, in the rainy state. They just pee in rain. God. But I will fart. Uh, Chico's mm-hmm. gonna be in there by himself, pissing. Where, where are my chubby, sh- <laughs> my chubby swim trunks? You know, by then oh, I don't know. Man. You might be a, a fit. Like, what's that called that you used on your the what? eye? What is it called? Artificial intelligence? AI. AI. AI yeah. Um, the artificial artificial intelligence. Did you do that? No, I didn't. I didn't know how, so I stopped. <laughs> I went on the app. I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna look good. I want to. But it. I have Bro. no selfies, so. I haven't had a selfie in a long time, so I couldn't like pick a picture. All yeah. I have is like old thirst trap pictures. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna be like AI that. Like, look at that motherfucker's abs from back in like five years ago. Hey, uh, real estate agents never change their photos, no. so never. I mean, I haven't That's changed dating apps. That's I haven't they're... changed mine since I started three years ago. Mine's still yeah. the same, but I look the same. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you you have photos from like thirty years ago. But we know women are not gonna change their picture. You guys don't age very well. Sorry. Oh, oh damn! Okay, now I know I why you're single. <laughs> <laughs> now I know why you're single. Can we, can we edit that one out? <laughs> Just joking. No, no, I mean the thing is, men with the same way. I think again, that goes back to kind of how what people are looking for in in men and women, and the the expectations of how a woman should look or how a man should yeah. look at a certain mm-hmm. age. Um, you know, fortunately, if they take care of themselves. Yeah. you look better. Fortunately yeah. for men. I mean, if as the older we get, you know, you still can look really good, right? Like, yes, as long as you maintain your hair and you know the silver and the you know the black and. <laughs> and then, where are you getting this information from? What's that? Where are you getting this information from? You know, this, hey, that's from we're like fine line, man. Just, that silver fox hair, yeah. the oh dad bods God. are coming back. Oh let it God. be known. Let it be known. Ex-athlete body. Yeah, man, we didn't get to touch base on a lot of our uh, stuff, but hey, you know what? It was a great conversation. Yeah, it went a little deeper, and I yeah, it did. So we'll We'll have to touch base on that next time, right? Yeah, if you're out there dating, keep going. Yeah, get through that door. Let someone find out your personality. You know, it is. But for me, it is like if I don't get swiped on, I know I gotta bring my looks back up. Yeah, build your character. That's yeah. number one. They don't, want to, they don't click on character if they see an ugly person, so you got to get the looks up. I'm just being real. But you're building character for yourself, too. Hey. And yeah. you might meet that person Put in real life. Put a bio out there, dude. Like, listen, Thicker I'm telling you. Thicker than a you. snicker. I got it okay. out there. Thicker than a Wait. snicker. <laughs> so you want a, a, a snicker? No. What? I'm thicker than a snicker. Not oh, like, thicker than a snicker. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Apparently, she doesn't know what that means. So I, like, I don't you know. see some stuff Chico. on like Tinder, like people like... You see, like, we're like, oh, you need a place to sit? My face. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, it's, it's random out there, you know? Hey, Chico's in a see, and I wouldn't serious understand. dating world right now. I'm just like, I'm just gathering information, you know, yeah. <laughs> for the podcast. Thick. You know, researching. That's yeah. it. Okay. Well, if you guys are single and looking for someone, Chico is available. I would only pay for the first date, yep. but you have to be entertaining. Yep. Okay, so first date is covered for. Oh, it's, it's a gentleman. Okay, gentleman there... covers the first date. You open the door for the lady. You text her goodnight. Hey, but you do make you, sure she's do, home safe. But do you go with the test where you unlock the door, let them in, and then you do the, the old uh, the the Bronx old test, story? the Bronx tale story where they got to reach over and unlock the door for you? 
He no. Does it, Does that happen anymore? No, no, that's perverted stuff, right? Oh, you reach over across them? No, no. no. What are you about? you let the female, you let the girl in first, and you make sure the door is locked. So then you got to see if she turn, if she reaches over to unlock the door Sully, for to, you. Dude, we have to, automatic I, door locks, bro. And also, are you still winding down your windows? And also, back in the day, Sully, the, the locks were on top. Yeah. They don't have it. You can't tell if it's locked. Well, at or not. least it, at least they got to hit the unlock button. <laughs> Maybe no, like no, Mm-mm. no, well, it don't work that way no more. No, no. People that, usually, if you're dating a guy from 1993, you got a Ford Escort. You know, you got to do that. <laughs> I am being judgmental right there. It might be his. It might be his like a city car. You know, like to what yeah, car? A city car. You know, oh, I, I actually goodness. want a city car. All right, so, y'all. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Okay, go ahead. All right. Hey, thank you for joining us for episode number five of the Garden of Storytelling. And um, we just love hearing all your feedback and comments that you guys are uh, providing us. Please give us more, ask us more questions. We want to engage more dialogue with you folks out there who are listening. Uh, Again, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. Peace. It's time playing tricks.